Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parshat Bo, come, which actually means go this week, as in go before Pharaoh. We'll start with a brief recap. The plagues continue from last week with number eight, locusts, after Pharaoh refuses yet again to let the Israelites go free. Pharaoh's aides are not in favor of Pharaoh's continuing stubbornness and tell him to give up already, so Pharaoh proposes a compromise with Moses where the adult Israelites can go free but they have to leave their children behind, and that is definitely a no-go. So once again, the locusts come and they cause mass destruction, and Pharaoh says, okay, okay, you can go if you make this horrible plague stop. So Moshe does, and then once again, Pharaoh changes his mind. Which brings us to plague number nine, darkness. A darkness so complete that no one could move or do anything. This time, Pharaoh says, okay, Moshe and company, you can leave, but you have to leave behind your cattle. And obviously Moshe says, no thanks, that's our main source of income. So Pharaoh's like, get out of my sight and never come back. And Moshe's like, okay, but um, we're getting to the final plague, which is number 10, and it is a very bad one. At midnight, God is going to sweep through the land and kill all the firstborns. And then also the Israelites take this opportunity to steal slash borrow slash take a bunch of gold and jewels from the Egyptians. The Israelites are also commanded to sacrifice a lamb, paint its blood on their doorposts, roast and eat it. And then God says, oh yeah, you know what? This is cool. You should do this every year on this date as a festival. At midnight, just as God promised, every firstborn Egyptian dies, and there is a great cry in all of Egypt. Pharaoh finds Moshe and begs him to get out ASAP, so the Israelites grab their stuff, including their unbaked dough, and hurry out of Egypt. God then takes this opportunity to pass on some laws, including that they should eat matzah every year on the anniversary of this exodus. All firstborn sons are supposed to be dedicated to God. The Israelites should tell this story every year when they sacrifice a lamb and eat matzah, and they should wear tefillin every day. Didn't see that ending coming, eh? Every year, it comes at me like emotional whiplash. Like, okay, technically, I know what the Torah is going to say because we read it every year and it doesn't change year to year. And yet, somehow, every year, I feel totally taken aback by the shift in this Parsha from Plague 10 is coming, oh yeah, you should roast a lamb, all the Egyptian babies died, you should wear tefillin. I'm never emotionally or intellectually ready to deal with the mass death of the final plague, and that I'm not ready to move back into the laws of how to live according to God's will, and I know that next week we're right back to the emotional intensity of the crossing of the Red Sea, which almost makes this week's anti-cliffhanger ending even more jarring. Last year in the episode for Parshad Bo, I joked that maybe the ending of this Parsha was an editorial mistake that somehow got stuck here even though it didn't belong. But this year... I actually don't think so. As the saying goes, as in art, so in life. In other words, the fact that this part of the Torah feels like a chaotic mishmash of heavy emotions and banal laws, it's not a literary failing of the Torah. Perhaps it's really just a reflection of the way that life works. The world is chaotic and intense and then very boring and then very intense again in waves and in ways that shock us even when we see them coming. Think of a milestone moment in your life, a wedding or welcoming a child or graduating or getting a new job, that even in those things you can see coming, that you look forward to and you anticipate, those moments can be totally emotionally overwhelming. And then there's the regular emotional chaos and drain of living through a pandemic which alternates between feeling horrible and feeling like things might be getting less bad and then quickly turning into a nightmare again. Which is why, despite the emotional whiplash of this section of the Torah, I'm also finding this week's Parsha kind of comforting. 
it's a reminder to me that yes, we live in unprecedented times, but also all times are unprecedented. Any given moment can be one in which something major shifts, and also any given moment is a good time to just keep putting one foot in front of the other, to think about the little things that organize our time and our lives, to check out of the chaos of the moment, and check into the rhythm of the time and breath and bodily functions. So, to all of the Israelites who had to throw their possession on their backs as they listened to their Egyptian neighbors wail in grief, and then heard the commandment to lay to fill in with a, wait, what now? And to all of you trying to exist in a crisis and navigate a global pandemic and keep yourselves fed and rested and employed and housed and all of the things, may you be blessed to find enough space to hear the little details amidst the noise and to be able to accept the noise as it comes. Stay safe, and I'll see you next week.